Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. So, season nine for Album for the Day, we're going to do self titled albums. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about self titled albums is it may be their first recording, it may not be. They may have waited nine albums to do a self titled <laughs> album. And these but, are the things we discover. And the, uh, the thing I love about the self-titled concept is a lot of times it really shows you who the artist is, you know, and that's why they made it their self-titled they album. They felt that confidently about this content that they were like, what else can we mm-hmm. call it? This is who I am as yeah. an artist. Signature. Awesome. Album for the day, February 26th, as Black Sabbath. Oh, yeah. And Black Sabbath is every band that you've ever known them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, this album was released in 1970. Mm-hmm. February 1970. Um, and it was pretty much like the first heavy metal record of all time. Um, I mean, it's disputed, but I'm pretty... I'm going to go ahead and say... That it's the first heavy metal album ever recorded. They actually called the song Black Sabbath the first, uh, the first doom, doom metal, metal song. Because it's like eerie and haunting. It and is, like, and there's a bunch of creepy stuff going on in there. There is, there is. And it's got that like rain and bell, the church bell kind of introduction. And I feel like more like, than more than possibly any other time in their career... This album was more of a mood creator. I'll agree with that. Um, this was a... You you could sit around and concentrate on this and absolutely lose yourself. Is there any other band that has made a song their band name as well? Yeah. Who? Um, I, I mean, I, I, it's just one of those things. I was like, man, when I, when I first started listening to this, I was going, Black Sabbath is the first song... By Black Sabbath on the album Black Sabbath. <laughs> and I was like, huh, I wonder if that's ever happened. Eh, whatever. It's not important. It was one of those, like, whatever. Um, the thing I love about this album, this was pretty much recorded live in the studio. It took 12 hours to make this record. Like, 12 hours to make the first Black Sabbath record. I like, need fuel. Yeah, like... It's just it's 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 completely wild to me to think that they just were like, all right, no, we already have. They'd been playing live shows out, and that's how they pretty much got this record deal. Was somebody went and saw them live and was like, holy crap, we need to get these guys in here. They went in there and was like, nah, we're just gonna play it live. So Ozzy went into another room, had his headphones. The band played the tracks as they play them live, and Ozzy sang his butt off in the other room. And 12 hours later, boom, they've got this record. And it's, uh, there are, you can hear some of the little mistakes on it, but like that's what makes this record really special to me. I mean, it's, yeah, the, it's not Anytime perfect. somebody's recording live, um, that's, a, that's a more special thing than getting a lot of opportunity to overdub and all that yeah. other stuff. The only thing they overdubbed was like the rain and the church bells and stuff like that. They did a couple of vocal loops um, or dub, uh, doubles and that kind of thing. 
but they thought that was a long time to be in there recording all day because they had a gig to go play in Switzerland for 20 bucks and they had to get going. Yeah. It's so wild. Um, but yeah, the songs on here are great. Um, we actually just looked up what NIV stands for and the original title of the song was just nib. Um, he said that he wrote it about the, uh, drummer, at the time, beard, Bill Ward's beard. He called it nib. And uh, he thought that that wasn't really a good enough name, so he wanted to be more intriguing. And he put punctuation marks in it, so it was N-I-B. And apparently by the time it made it to the U.S., they had called it Nativity, Nativity in Black. Which, interestingly enough, became the title of two subsequent Black Sabbath tribute albums. That's so good. So Nativity in Black is not even a real thing. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. The album cover um, is, I mean, it's so perfect for this album. It's so dark and mysterious. There's a Creepy. I thought for years that it was Ozzy Osbourne on the cover of this album. I guess I never really looked very hard at it, um, but it is most certainly a uh, woman model um, who's just kind of draped with a black cloak by this super creepy lake, um, but it looks exactly like what a Black Sabbath record should look like. Um, That fulfilled my expectation, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the sound... Uh, from from this album, one of the things, one of my, one of the great stories about Black Sabbath, their um, lead guitar player uh, Tony Iommi, um, he act, there was an accident at a sheet metal factory that he worked at where he actually took the fingering on his fingering hand, it took the tip of his middle finger off, and so he actually has false fingertip from a plastic dish detergent that he made. Um, so then he detuned his guitar lower to make him be able to bend the strings easier to make the sound, and it just sounds ominous and dark. And that's what led to the sound of Black Sabbath. And the the whole the whole legend of them being Satanists and whatever that was absolutely just, just like a built up yeah. lie. Yeah. Um, the inner gatefold sleeve of the original record had an inverted cross and a poem written by Roger Brown. Um, supposedly they got upset because it fueled the whole Satanist occultist conversation. But uh, Ozzy says that he didn't remember anybody being upset about it. Yeah, And I don't think that that had anything to do with whether or not it was true or not either. So Yeah. And it... it- it's it triggered a lot of publicity for them so yeah you know although it does say um he said he thought alex sanders high priest of the wiccan religion turned up at a gig once it was all quite strange really <laughs> yeah i can't imagine boy if if tony iomi's going to say that <laughs> yeah. yeah he's seen some strange stuff yeah, and if I'm he sure. called that strange yeah 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 yeah, this is uh, this is definitely an album not to miss. Um, this is one that it was the creation of a genre of music where, you know, everybody from Led Zeppelin to uh, you know White Zombie name name a heavy metal band right now, 
they listen to this album religiously, I can guarantee it. I think the point here and what this was such a trailblazer with was the fact that people had been embracing the dark side for a long time in popular music of various incarnations and genres. Um, This was less of, you know, like a distanced, a socially distanced hug. This was more of like a really big bear hug that like squeezes your ribs um, of their dark side. So I think it led to people being more comfortable Mm-hmm. with uh i think everyone had always kind of been shunned it was taboo to embrace the dark side quite to that degree mm-hmm. and i think the fact that it got amplified by the media and whatever and turned into a situation i think that they saw that as well i mean if you're gonna say it i, I didn't say I didn't it, say it. you're gonna say it no. well, i'm not gonna dispute it go ahead and because say it. that just puts me on more more newspaper articles go ahead and say it yeah yeah, well, uh, you know, this is a fantastic record. The the beginning of Ozzy Osbourne's incredible run with Black Sabbath. Um, album for the day today, February 26th, is Black Sabbath. Um, be sure to give us a like, follow, subscribe, wherever you listen to us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at album the number four of the day. And if you have any requests, shoot us an email at album the number four of the day at gmail.com. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. Do you think Robert Downey Jr. ever gets in the mirror in the morning and goes, I am Iron Man. (laughs) Every morning. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!